0: back, beers, Watch Podcast, episode 297, Charlotte's number one podcast recording in the basement. Back for House of the Dragon Breakdown, season one, episode three, second of his name, three wide. Everybody else was super busy, so I appreciate Jeeves, I appreciate Cam stopping through on this little Zoom hit. Jeeves, man, how you doing?
1: Oh, we're doing good. First day back off of a three-day weekend was a little rough because we're slow, but we'll get through it on a four-day work week.
0: That's right. Well, where can you you're be found? If you want to? Oh, you got it, If game. you're looking
1: for me, it's uh, Jeeves1988 on Twitter and Instagram.
0: All right, and Cam couldn't make it last week. Back this week, without Cam, I don't know if me and Jeeves could have discussed back and forth because Jeeves is a little more rookie on the scale of knowing everything. So, Cam, it's good, I to, am. It's, I good, am. it's good to have you. How you doing?
1: Good, good. Happy to pop in, do my thing. I <clears throat> hope you guys are well. Uh, if you're looking for me, you can find me at all out at- things
0: Favors uh, both on Twitter and on Instagram. All right, and for me, JRO Nation, Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch Podcast on Facebook, and then find our podcast wherever you want to listen to podcasts Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, all across everything. And of course, our YouTube, they see me rolling. We've got our watch party reaction videos, which, man, I tell you what, we took a little while on this one putting it together. I did have some uh, editor's remorse. I had to cut it down. Copyrights are HBO's a bitch about copyrights, so I had to cut it down a little bit. A lot of getting flamed in the comments for taking certain scenes out, but you know when you're editing at 3 a.m. trying to get it done, sometimes you just stuff ends up on the the cutting room floor. But we've jumped up a good amount of subscribers there for these, so we'll keep doing them. First weekend coming up where it's going to be an all day football, then Thrones. That's a day full of. Lots of watching and then lots of editing, so it should be a good time. i got to watch my beer intake so I'm at least coherent by the end of the night to try <laughs> to get this editing done in time. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so find us on that YouTube. we got Beerio Carts. We've got Brewer Reviews. We actually got a couple funny things coming up. We did more of the basketball challenge. People bounced the beer off the basketball. And then uh, late night, uh, Evan and Brittany were still over here. I don't know if you guys have seen that quesadilla challenge.
1: I have not. Yeah, when someone chocolate. where they hold water and slap each other. Yes.
0: After you play rock paper scissors. Yes. So we, Brittany and Evan, we were all you know a little buzzed the evening of my birthday on Sunday, and we went upstairs and Brittany was like, "Hey, we should do this," and we didn't have any quesadillas, but we had one pita bread left. So Evan and Brittany showed, showed did a little showdown of the uh, pita bread challenge, and it's quite hilarious watching them slap each other across the face with a pita bread. So we'll we'll drop that little tidbit, one minute video coming up too. We got tons of stuff. So all right, let's get to the episode, episode three. I mean, every episode this season just seems to be bringing more and more juice. This one, oh. I mean, this one starts off with the you know was it sandstones basically in flames. Another victory for the crab man. We I guess we don't really know we've jumped the time you know jumped ahead in time yet, but we will later on in the episode. But then we get, you know, the dragon coming down, all that good stuff. Cam, off the rip, what you thinking? Uh,
1: off the rip, I'm thinking uh, the is the someone to be dealt with. Uh, I thought it was a, a good show of power for him at the very beginning of the episode. Definitely uh, showed that he was, uh, like, up, to, up until this point, his, like, stances has just kind of been, like, he's just that mysterious dude. Uh, further south in the stepstone, Like we know he's a problem, but he's not really a problem. And we just kinda begin these little tidbits at the end of every episode, like, ah, he's like, you know, essentially crucifying people and beating them the crabs. And yeah. now we kinda get to see his like uh his might rather like on display. Like, okay, this is what he's capable of. And even though like you may have, you know, dragons, like, nah, we can still, you know, do the damage that we need to do down here and maintain the situation.
0: Yeah, I mean And a great, I think, hilarious first scene too with that guy kind of talking all that trash to him and then Damon comes in with a dragon and then absolutely just destroys the guy that (laughs) thought he was going to get saved and ended up dying. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, obviously, I thought he was going to play a bigger role. I mean, spoiler alert if you haven't obviously watched the episode, you know, he ends up dead at the end. But I guess maybe some of the, they're going to focus on more of the family blowing itself up then maybe the outside forces, you know. It'll be interesting to see what other kind of villains come into the role, and it looks like it will be the family. You know, Damon's going to seem to be coming for the, the Iron Throne with Rhaenyra and all that kind of stuff, but I thought he'd last maybe the whole season. I was surprised to see him go so quick. As opposed to, like, in Game of Thrones, you, we you know, we had Ramsey Bolton for a couple seasons. We had a couple of these villains kind of hanging out there for a while. White Walkers hung out the whole series kind of thing, so you know, and we also never saw, like, a quick time jump in Game of Thrones, as we saw, and are now seeing in this, where they went, what, like, five years, I think? From, they said five years. Yeah, from episode two yeah. to episode three, so again, another thing that's kind of new to get used to, but that's how they want to, to tell this story, but I mean, it did confirm too. Old crab feeder had the grayscale. I think Cam, you mentioned that in our breakdown of episode one. So yeah, I thought that was
1: uh, uh, yeah, calling back to episode one. I really thought that um, the markings on his body just kind of looked familiar. Uh, I'm glad that they you know went out of their way to confirm it. Plus, in this episode, we actually got to see a lot more of him as a person. Yeah, like it had been these uh, like kind of shadow figure. Uh, like I said earlier, little mysterious tidbits at the end of the episode. Like, we know he's, like, the bad guy or the main bad up until this point. But it was cool to actually, you know, give him a little bit of character, even though yeah. uh, they took that character away rather <laughs> quickly. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. They really, really did. But it was, and I guess that's, the, you know, the side effects the Greg scale are, Obviously, your skin just getting disgusting, and then you're going crazy. And he has that crazy look in his eye. It looks like one eye's kind of blinded already. He's got that. I know you guys have probably seen it on the Twitter, but an old Sons of the um, what is it? Sons of the Harpy mask. The Harpy. Yeah. Is is, is, is yeah. It, so you know. It was like a half mask. on. Yeah. So it was. Like I said a, a very good villain up until this point. R.I.P. to him by the end of it, but. Yeah, just a good overall. Okay, here's this little protagonist, but now I think they're going to get the focus back to the in the in family fighting, and then we jump yeah. kind of to know. Okay, it's been five years to so that next scene where we're at the little feast, the feast before the feast of the feast, because then the name day's coming up, and yeah. and the I, on the second rewatch, it kind of caught. I, I missed the La- I saw the Lannister at the front, the twin. And then I did, it didn't really catch well, on until the other one came when she said you're twin to my. The, I guess he's on. He's on the council now. He's on the small council. Okay, yeah. he is, because yeah. he wasn't there from the jump, but now he is. So I guess the Lannisters were able to maneuver their way with some money into this. Um, and I did what think are the it chances was, that we ever see the two twins at the same time, seeing as they're
1: probably just one actor.
0: <laughs> no, it is. No, it actually. I saw something. It is him. Okay, he, cool. That same actor actually also played a knight in the veil – in Game of Thrones, I don't know exactly. Oh, yeah. what, I saw somebody tweet that, but I don't know. I can't. Remember, I'm, I'm pretty sure he probably died. But um, yeah, we probably won't see it at the same time. But it's interesting that they're twins because weren't Jamie and Cersei twins? Uh, yes. So, so they're they're kind of there's that little nod touchback whereas, you know, twins running families kind of thing. And here's one hundreds of years before a set of twins that's that's you know born in the Lannister family and stuff. But just, it was wild to see, you know, baby Aegon, Alicent, Hightower, pregnant again. So, King is, you know, though he seems like he's a mis- in a misery a lot, he's definitely getting busy in the bedroom oh, yeah. as well.
1: Yeah. He's not as sad as he's trying to make it exactly. out. Right, <laughs> yeah, he's not as sad as everybody
0: thinks. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a what, 45, 50-year-old man with a 20-year-old? So, yeah, it really can't be that bad. Though I will say... There was a quick, a quick glance between Alicent and the Lannister guy that I caught on my second rewatch when when he first comes up to talk about the sandstones that it seemed to be maybe a little something more like maybe they have a side fling cuz we know how these queens especially with older men you know she's probably I don't know if she's staying true to it but she probably has some other flirtations around that may be getting there. I don't know. It may just be a scene shot, but it kind of like piqued my interest. Are you, on my second.
1: When, are you talking about when they were having like that girl talk and that one dude tries to sit down with them?
0: No, it's, it was right there at the feast, and when the Tyrion, the Lannister guy, comes up and they're he's trying to talk to King Viserys about the sandstones the at the very batter. yeah, and at oh, the very okay, end, yeah, yeah. as Viserys kind of walks away, Alicent and the Lannister guy make kind of eyes like they've known each other yeah, for a while. Share like, a
1: look real quick. Yeah,
0: they shared a look. Yeah, that's, the way, okay. that's the way to say yeah, it.
1: I know where you're at now, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Now, Cam, did you watch The Witcher? Uh, I
1: have not watched The Witcher. Okay,
0: so the next part, it, it threw, Evan came up this weekend to watch the, the episode with us. And in The Witcher, a ukulele player that that's sitting there playing with Rhaenyra in that next scene... It he it, I, we really thought it was him until we saw a close up. So unless you watch The Witcher, it really wouldn't throw anything to you that way. I did think it was interesting the power struggle. is yeah. sitting there yeah. reading, and he and yeah. she says the, the you know the princess tells you to stay, and then the queen's like, well the queen demands you to go, and it's like ooh, the stepmom coming in with the the overthrow. Yeah, but yeah the, the stepmom. Over, yeah, the
1: we power. supposed to be the homie.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's still that dynamic. Even though it's been five years, we all, we've talked about it. How your your best friend is now your stepmom in writing and in marriage. But like, I'm not gonna talk to you like that because we were homies, and now you're trying to like boss me around and, and tell me what to do and clean my room, and it's not gonna go around like that.
1: I thought it was interesting because I expected it to be. I thought in my head that for some reason Allison would be a little bit more sympathetic towards her. Uh, kind of given the situation, I didn't think that, you know, five minutes into the episode, she would be on some, like, oh, nah, I'm queen shit. Like, yeah. listen to me. You yeah. get out of here. Like, and, I
0: thought this would be more of a slow yeah. roll up
1: to that
0: point. And, and I agree with you. I thought so, too. And sh- it's it's kind of interesting they show her back and forth. And I want to play off of your point there because then later on when they get to the, the naming day carnival-type feast hunt – she kind of does stick up for Rhaenyra a little bit. So she kind of is on the fence of playing both sides. But when she wants to use her power, she is not afraid to use it. Though I will say Very true. in my second rewatch again and, and just kind of looking over things, when they're in the carriage going out to the the hunt, you know, Alicent saying, oh, talking about childbirth and saying how easy it was right there in front of Rainier when her mom died and five other of her siblings have died in childbirth. Yeah. I don't not, know if that not, was just.
1: Not, uh, I mean, that it, wasn't the smartest move. No, I, I don't <laughs> not
0: know, flying, bro. Yeah, like, well, did she mean to? Was she not? Like, did she just let it slip and then think, "Oh fuck, I forgot." Like, everybody in her family has almost died in childbirth. But again, yeah. there's a, another thing of her saying. Alice said, "I think is going to be a lot more conniving and backstabbing and slithery." Like her dad than we think. They're setting her up still as like this innocent girl who's kind of dad forced her into making moves with the king. But once she gets that sip of yep. power, as she's starting to, I think more and more we're going to start seeing some more shenanigans.
1: More little I thought it was yeah, much more little fingerish.
0: Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I can see her
1: doing a lot more of what little uh, what little finger did. Like like you said, Jake, backstabbing Rhaenyra and all that kind of stuff in the in that next that next couple episodes. I also thought it was interesting, given kind of the a lot of the context of the episode is uh, Rhaenyra, you know, moving the power struggle of, hey, we have another heir, so we got to find something to do with you. And on top of that, you know, suitors are definitely making themselves interested in her. Council members are all talking about, you know, not to get ahead of the situation, but they're all kind of talking about, you know, who she should marry. So I thought it was interesting Allison's uh, timing on, you know, deciding to discuss, you know, childbirth and all these other things. Kind of going back to episode one where the mother was like, hey, this is our battlefield. Yep.
0: Um, Yeah, yeah. And she wants no part of it. Like, Rhaenyra has no, like, and I think I was watching in my second rewatch at the very end. The, the writers and directors were saying that like, this is the big episode going from childhood to like now adolescence, right? To adulthood where we're yeah. leaving the childhood behind and she's still rebellious. But she, in her mind, she, she doesn't want to get locked down. She doesn't want to just marry off. She wants to kind of live. But she also knows a tradition of how everything's got to move on. And like you said, it's just even in the conversation she ends up having with her father later on about... You know, I don't. I know you and your mother were betrothed to be married at ten and seven and stuff. And even the toss back of Otto pitching out, "Hey, you should marry your cousin or brother." Yeah, and he's yeah. two. That was that was a wild scene. Like he's just he's a chaos man altogether. Um, I do. I don't know if you caught this, Cam. When they when she first shows up in that tent and then makes her way over to where all the little the lords the ladies are sitting. Mm-hmm. They talk about a female like being flown off the pillow land or something. In there, was that Damon's whore? Has she exited? Uh, so I actually looked into
1: it a little bit. Uh, that is the. Uh, it was one of the women that was taken at the stepstones uh. like, during uh, the war. I guess everything that's going on down there. So I think it was kind of like a bit of a plot device, just to show like how serious. Uh, uh, you know, the situation is down there and I guess kind of leading up to the build-up of the king needing to do something to step forward because then Rhaenyra comes in with the, like, oh, we're not even really at war. And then they're like, nah, we're always at war. But <laughs> just not really prepared for this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's one of those things. But it's, it's the damned if you do, damned if you don't. And they talk about it throughout the whole episode about if he goes and helps, then is it showing weakness? But then the, I love the comment of, well, Damon would rather die than take my help. And we see that basically foretold there at the end. Um, But a quick side, what do we think the brother with the the peg leg, the cerebral palsy, they focused on him, interestingly enough, like is he going to play some certain part in this role that I don't like? They focused on his leg. They kind of brought him up a couple times. I don't know where it's going to be, but, you know, I feel like it was too many shots on him and the focus on him kind of being – his. the other brother was like a brawn guy. The middle brother seems to be – he is on the council, and then the youngest brother's got like the main leg. So something with that that family as well is, good, I think, going on too.
1: Which is interesting because they're not really a main family. Like they don't think they're mentioned at all in the actual Game of Thrones series. Yeah. So I'm kind of with you. Uh, I felt like they brought a little too much attention on him just to – Not even, to never revisit him again, or at least someone in the
0: family. Yeah, because he comes over with an interesting quip, and he's like, oh, you know, ladies, can I sit with you? They don't let me sit, like, with the knights and stuff, because he's all maimed. And then he sat there kind of like doing the Kermit the Frog, getting the tea, where it's almost like his brother, his older brother's the brawn... And run of it all, and he just gets all the tea and the gossip because everyone thinks, oh, he's not going to do anything because he's got the busted yeah. up leg. He's feeble. Yeah. Something along those lines, I think, is, is going to be set up down the way, but I don't know what yet, but it just seems like they paid too much attention to it for it to not be anything.
1: Yeah, all three members of that family had some level of extended airtime in this episode. So. Yeah. And, and even in uh, the, the guy that's on the council. Uh, you know, the king's first instinct was like, "Oh, you want me to marry my daughter to your son?" Like, yep. uh, understandable because you came up like in the with the context of everybody else essentially doing the same thing. Like, yep. I understand why your first thought was there, but when that happened, I kind of thought that you know, okay, this family, uh,
0: especially since they weren't in Game of Thrones, they're going to play some bigger role here in the coming episodes. Yeah, and and it was, but he's always interestingly enough been straight and narrow like just do the right thing like you should have married the Valerian daughter i know she was super young but at least would have kept you know all the tide strong and he even brings it up again if you're going to do it Renara should go marry oh uh the older brother of the of the of the sea, uh, sea sea snakes. yeah sea snakes over there yeah, yeah. and at least shocking now you can get him back in the fold and you're good to go and so like i said i don't know if there's more to that but it does seem like they have the right ideas, but they just kind of, the king has gone the opposite of what he said almost every time. So, Speaking yeah. of her married, what do we think about uh, old boy Kristen Cole? I I just, they may have a flingamajing, but I don't know if they could ever be like together official. Like they kind of touched on it when he said, when she runs off and then he says, well, I could have had my chance to be with uh, the pick of any woman, but now I'm on the king's guard. Like, I don't know. Do the Kingsguard have to remain celibate? I mean, I'm sure they're getting some booty cheeks on the side, but I, I don't know how the marriage, how that marriage, (laughs) yeah, I don't know how that marriage thing works in the Kingsguard. We never really broached it in any of the.
1: So when you join the Kingsguard, uh, part of it is you agree to uh, take no wife.
0: Ah, okay. So, but uh, I
1: don't think that's really stopped anybody in Game of Thrones <laughs> from uh, taking wine. Yeah, <laughs> That's
0: very true. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> nah,
1: this shit
0: is the wild west. So. Yep. Yeah. No. No. I agree. And even like you know, I thought the the interaction with the Lancers was perfect. I thought old buddy played the second one when the other twin comes up with the wine, Proposed, you know, shooting his shot in essence shooting, yeah, shooting with, shot with 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 like Rhaenyra. And completely, you know, falling on his face, dumping the wine out, like that was the only reason. And I did think it was very interesting, too. Rhaenyra walk when she first walks in the tent, she passes up the wine. She doesn't really drink if unless it's like to be courteous, but she's not one. I don't know if she's just hesitant because she's seen what it has done to other people. But it's always, you know, interesting to me when... You know, we saw Tyrion drinking all the time. We saw them but she seems to always want to keep her head on straight and not want anything to affect her judgment and kind of turns yeah. that down. Like she took the small sip from the Lannister guy just out of a courtesy, like, oh, okay, let me take that courtesy sip. I don't have to drink anymore. Like one little sip's not gonna do me in. There's plenty of people around here for no shenanigans to come off, but I you know, but then, you know, she goes back in, her dad blows up at her about having to Tradition and oath, and she's got to get married. She's like, but I'm not trying to do yeah, that. Yeah,
1: that, you know that he's forcing her to get
0: married. Which you know, that's the name of the game. That's the Game of Thrones. Like at some point, is you know when she becomes of age, as they say, and all that kind of stuff. But and she storms off like any person whose best friend just became their stepmom would have after all the shenanigans. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, it goes off into the into the woods with old, as you say, Kristen. A great, I think that's a great. But I guess it also has shown that they have built a bond over these this five-year jump from episode two to episode three that it's more than just a Kingsguard guy. He's actually looking out for her in the best interest. You know, even with this comment, do you yeah. want me to kill him? So he's willing to do whatever she wants.
1: Yeah.
0: Is it going to be yeah. a side piece love story? Very potential. Who knows? Unless you've read it the books, like I guess. It
1: seems like an extended like, piece of vulnerability there. Like... They just too cool, and like I think the time skip is also a really good point there because it has been uh at least what two and a half, three years yeah uh, since uh, episode two, so you know a lot of things could have happened as far as them just like building rapport with one another, but without thinking about the time skip, it's just there seems like to be some extended level of vulnerability there like they they too cool for yeah, you know what's supposed like it's supposed to be like a yell, Yo, you watch the door while I'm doing this, and then. You know, while I'm, you walk me over here, and then you know, do whatever your business
0: is. That's like, true because, like you said, most of the time, he went
1: to let's kill him, like off rip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: That's very true. Like yeah. most of the time, we've seen most of the Kingsguard, and they're all they don't speak. Now, I did one of the things I did watch said by the time we got to Game of Thrones, all the Kingsguard they've made it into a political position, so they're all mostly like sellouts or, like, just there for a particular reason. They're not as strong. Back then, it was supposed to be, even before, you know, before the peacetime, it was supposed to be the best of the best. But by the time we got the Game of Thrones, it was more so, all right, pick that guy because he's got a lot of money in his family and we need him on our side kind of thing. So, but I do agree with you, Kim. Seeing them actually interact, I mean, shit, we never really saw the Kingsguard do anything in Game of Thrones before the Mountain and the Hound were fighting, but then they would, you know, couple of just the battle scenes. We never really saw them have any interaction, interaction, like human interaction. Uh, you know discussions, and they have a full on. You know, walk, you know, he chased her down with a horse, and they're walking through, talking about why he. You know, it was the highest honor, but he gave up his life to do what he was going to do. And I just, yeah, I and then I love just the back and forth between this big hunt that they're sending the king on, which he's not hunting at all. He's just no, there. He just sits on his
1: throne cool. and doesn't leave until they and, catch them. And it,
0: catch and it really is showing how just Viserys is just a guy that everyone just kind of lets does everything for him right like i don't think he really wants to be there he doesn't want to hunt he doesn't want to kill he doesn't want war or whatsoever he doesn't fight as opposed to his brother who's out there you know just going crazy sniffing the elk shit was great too like oh look it's still warm a couple hours like he's just trying to like that person who the first time they go hunting fishing just try to say the lingo, even though you hadn't done it ever, or like you're not really about this
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly yeah. you know, and all that kind of stuff So, and I guess that was in that, that, that the guy in the Targaryen armor makes the you know scene before dragons got here, the elk which is the Baratheon sigil, right, is that big elk on the Baratheon sigil yes, sir. so was it the Baratheons that had the throne before Aegon came, or was I mean, I can't remember that
1: uh, I'm actually not too familiar with that either, uh, as far as who was really running things before Aegon yeah. King, but I did find it interesting that the, the White Heart is the I guess like the peak symbol of um I guess like majesty around this part. Yeah. Uh even like peak over dragons. Like
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's what they they talk and then you know, the king goes back and he just decides to get wasted and we touched on a couple of those combos there. Well, you can tell he's just torn between everyone talking to him about Rhaenyra trying to find some, you know, somebody to marry. Slash, is Aegon be going to be the new heir? All that kind of stuff. Where he, you could, it's just he really doesn't want it, and he's just as slowly as it's coming down. And I'll say that the dagger is slowly. That thing has been in more scenes than some of these other characters. They are that dagger is going to play a big, big role at some point in this series. As it did in the Game of Thrones where it started it all off and it ended the whole series off with, you know, uh, Daenerys killing the—I mean, not Daenerys, but uh, Arya killing the White Walker. Because every time you see the king, he's got that dagger almost on there and something's going to happen with that thing. But
1: I thought— I kind of thought about it in terms of like—you know how they keep talking about the prophecy, right? Yeah. Um— Whereas, like, it has to be a Targaryen on the throne, like, whenever Winter really gets bracketed. Like, I thought, I kind of think about it that way because I'm pretty sure in episode one, we see at the very first decision where they pass over the aunt, uh for Viserys. He's got it on him then. Yeah. And then obviously it gets passed down. And then, as you said, we've seen it from shot to shot in all these different episodes. And it kind of becomes more prevalent as time goes along. The reason my thought was like, Maybe they keep it on them just because they know that at some point it's going to happen. Granted, it's not winter, but, like, maybe that's kind of their thing. Like, yo, I'm going to have this on. They don't know why. I guess, like, do they know that Delirium still does what it's supposed to do? Is that part of the prophecy? Or it's just interesting that they have it on all the time. And there's no, up, up until this point, there's been no real, like, explanation of, it's uh, utility. I
0: guess. Yes, and I think the only—I don't know if you called it last episode when he got when they when they were talking about what to do with Damon, and he says, "What should I do? Send him to the wall." So that like it was yeah. a, it was a quick little blurt, but the wall is there. But again, was the is the wall as big as it is now? What was it for? Or more so, keeping the wildlings out. What? Yeah, you know, kind of like what you said. What do they all know right now? And maybe we'll get to come to find out what exactly that you know what you know do they know Valyrian steel can do it but yeah he's always got that thing on and ready for some some kind of action and yep. yeah I mean something's there of why he's got it on him and what it's going to do and if you know somewhere foretold this is the kind of steel that can help defend or whatever it may be but you know I actually enjoyed the scene too of the the king just being drunk and just speaking brazy because he really hasn't like spoke in his mind mind and then you know the Lannister twin comes up and is like offering these things he's like well do you have dragons and he's do you have dragons to offer and he's like well no he's like well you think we aren't strong anymore like is Daenerys not strong enough kind of thing like it was real funny like people have been coming after him for his weaknesses and kind of digging at him for being so nice and then he's got a little alcohol in him and he's ready to be like all right let's really let's fire off from the hip here and let's just talk about it for real
1: he hit his Will Smith breaking point. Yeah, everybody got one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh man. So, uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was also interesting to see him finally just kind of stand up for the house. Even yeah, that's what kind of like what you said about like, yo, do you have dragons? Because we got dragons. We don't yeah. really need this. Like, like your spear is cool and like your money's cool, but we got dragons. Yeah, like, let's not,
0: let's not forget what we really have. Here. Which which is wild because he's so far removed from flying them and he had, he doesn't want to like tell anybody to go fly them. It's like and he said such contradictory things about like in that episode one of like the god you know Targaryen's think they're gods because they're basically riding the dragons and they're closer to gods because they're in the sky kind of thing, but you know, all that kind of stuff. So you wish it's it's weird how far he's come from it, but he finally like did drop that even though he doesn't, you know, fly his anymore. And doesn't really demand everyone to ride him. He still realizes. I mean, listen, we're sitting here because of these things. Because, as we've seen in other episodes, like they're the end all, be all. If 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 you don't have yeah. one of those big old uh, skull crusher arrow blasters that you know yeah. Cersei had, and I guess what they had to yeah. kill uh, kill one of the other dragons when they first attacked, kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, an interesting. I thought the throne that he sits on, again, they're trying to make him as most uncomfortable as possible. That throne he's sitting on at this big feast thing, just, I mean, it looks terrible. Like, it's just all metal. It's got the, the dragon head on the top where you can't even rest your head. Like, it's, yeah. it just, to me, it just keeps showing how uncomfortable he is being in this. Sh- he likes being in the power because who doesn't like being in power, but he just doesn't necessarily like all the different shit that has to go with it as well. Yeah, he kind of, he,
1: in a way, he kind of reminds me of, like, a passive-aggressive Robert Baratheon. Yeah. Because, like, outside of Robert, you know, drinking, like, for the most part, he didn't really want any violence in the realm either. He was very much like, hey, like, can we all just, like, get along while I, like, eat shit and whore pretty much for the rest of the day. (laughs) Yeah. He didn't really want any of that. But he's, again, they... They did a really good job with Robert, and I guess you know, in context of the story, Robert always found a way to let you know, like, nah, it could happen.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm just not letting it happen. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah. and It was like, it's, and that's why I really hope at some point in, in the years to come, we get a Robert's Rebellion side, you know, side quest per se or a spinoff, because yeah. I think that would be to see it from his perspective. Because at that time. Everyone started hating all the Targaryens, and they were, and the dragons were depleting. And he was able to, you know, and he was supposedly one up. We saw Fat and Old Robert, who was washed and retired, yeah, exactly. but he wasn't scared yeah. to do the old man strength and pull that, you know, pull his big sledge sledgehammer axe out every now and then if he wanted to. Yeah. But that's what it would be interesting to see him, you know, the young guy busting through and, and kind of getting it done and pulling that rebellion off and taking over the the whole kingdom kind of thing. But yeah, I, I get, I see what you're saying. I, I I agree with you on that. Where he'll still bring up the smoke if if you want it. Let's let's go ahead and talk it. I, I know I'm being nice yeah, here, but we
1: can get there.
0: Yes, yeah, <laughs> and that's what he kind of did to the Lannister guy. And the Lannister guy turned, you know, put his tail between his legs and kind of walked away. Like, damn, that probably wasn't the right time. My man was already six bottles of wine deep, and he wasn't having it. <laughs> yeah. He already
1: yeah. denied two proposals today. Like maybe I shouldn't have been number three. I should have
0: children. him. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was a good one there. But it just it just it was finally good to see him kind of just be candor, and he got a little buzzed and just be able to let it go and speak freely and. And see all that kind of there because you could just tell. And then there's that ending scene of that whole thing where he's looking around, and it's like we've all been there when we're drinking, and there's just the noise, the white noise of the clinking of the glasses and the people talking and the music playing. and You're just like, man, I'm too drunk for this. I need to get to the bed because it's just it's nah, not I my night. Yeah. And then you find him oh, over I there. Done that all too well. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then I think he ends it. Yeah, because then he stumbles out and he goes over to the fire and has his big, you know, premonitions. He's a big, you know, that's what the thing is. They talked about how the Targaryens were very uh, big on dreams and on prophecies and all that. And his prophecy didn't come true with his, you know, and him admitting that the prophecy of having a son is basically what led to his first wife dying. I mean, that's a big admission there for him, especially right there in front of Allison, too. Especially
1: to your second wife. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Like, like, yeah. I
1: let her die over this dream. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. And then you just, and you're just talking about like, you just gonna pop, you just popped one son out easy peasy, and then now you've got a second one on the way. So, you know, I I really think that's gonna be some malcontent coming up, building up, because I, I think Allison, as the king gets more decrepit and more decayed and more crazy you know, she's going to feel more powerful and, and more kids she has, as Cersei did. When you got the kids there, it's like, all right, who's got the power? We've all got, you know, if we got five kids, then I'm going to side with the kids over this old man who's losing. Mind you, did you see the scene where his, his fingers were gone?
1: Uh-uh. Uh, I, I did not see that. I was kind of on the lookout for it because I know last episode he had, the finger had gone all black at that point. They were like, yo... This is the only, like, the whole, uh, the maggots was like, yo,
0: this is all that we got. You know, if this don't work, then, like, you just going to
1: have to lose the finger.
0: It's it's the scene, and we're jumping ahead a little bit, but it's the scene where Allison comes into bedroom, and he's hungover, and he's talking about what should he do with the sandstones, and he's got that little, I don't know if it's wine or water or whatever, and it's holding his hand, and his bottom two, his pinky, and then his ring finger are gone. Like, they're just, like, half. They're, like, half, but they're still black and nasty, like, nubs and stuff. So, obviously, it it kept spreading from when we saw the pinky getting eaten by maggots X amount of years ago. So, that, to me, again, if he starts becoming just, like, club hand black, nasty, and Allison's sitting there like, yo, I'm in my late 20s, early 30s, and I'm having to get, you know, busy with this guy. It ain't about to happen, so she might have some side pieces on the side, so
1: um also with otto kind of orchestrating all these things behind the scenes like you gotta imagine how kind of giving him the info on the back end like yo this is what the hand's really looking like yep. i mean because like otto's there he's the hand so he obviously you know sees a lot of this stuff but she can kind of give him that that inside like yeah he it's spreading here now or, yeah or he's yeah. having issues with this that and the other and i think that's gonna end up being a uh, uh, a problem for the King come, you know, future episodes as far as her and her dad kind of yes. really taking their plan to the next level.
0: Yes, I, and I think yep. that's the thing is if they can alienate him from, you know, Rhaenyra and from Damon and turn them all against each other, then he's going to feel like he's alone. And then him against Allison and her kids, the kids aren't going to turn on the mother. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be a tough time hmm. for over series. But jumping back to it, you know... I love the juxtaposition in the back-to-forth between the Rhaenyra at the nighttime scene when the boar comes attacking and then her dad having to kill the brown elk as well. But, I mean, it it brings back – I know we were talking we were watching, oh, Robert Baratheon, you know, he got hit in the gut with that boar in season one and put him down and out. Like, obviously, they're not – Maybe Kristen Cole gets maimed. I didn't think he was going to die. Definitely know Renee ain't dying this soon because we know she's older. Yeah, not in episode yeah. But was she going to lose a limb? Was she going to lose something? I don't know. But, I mean, just seeing that happen and getting, I mean, my man Kristen got blown back by that thing. So it was coming. Yeah. I mean, it was coming hot. And then her being able, it just seems like she fought, she unleashed all her anger on that boar that she'd and been holding
1: out. shit on that damn boar.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it
1: seemed like she really was like, This is the uh, of all the things that I've been through over the past five years, like, let me let it all out on yeah, this one yeah, thing, which was kind of cool. Cause, yes, like, we've seen her be like Mrs. Cool Calm Collected up until this point, so it was interesting to see her really kind of let loose. and Yeah, uh, like kind of like the recurring theme of what we've been saying, like, it could happen.
0: Like, yes, <laughs> it could yeah, happen. yeah, yeah, and I, and again, I, I just the way they're showing these characters, how Rhaenyra she she went up, she killed the you know the the pig. She was able to do it with that with a little bit of help. Her pops yeah a little bit just one guy you know uh, Kristen helps her a little bit, but her pops has got a whole horde of people. They still couldn't catch the one elk, but she's able to kill this boar. Leaves the blood on her, doesn't worry about it. Where her pops is still like when he goes and kills that elk, he's squeamish because he hadn't done shit in years and years. Like he hadn't been hunting because he just been royalty for so long and then even flashing forward to Damon at the end with the blood on him like they're getting busy in the field while the king is still sitting up on the high horse and not really getting anything done i mean i just love that how there's and then even even i think the house of dragons official twitter account went out and was like you know targaryens aren't afraid to get you know a blood or anything but it's just interesting yeah. that her pops is just so far removed from all that is that his ultimate d- downfall where he, he's not getting out and getting busy and getting the respect from everybody. He's just been given the respect because nobody <laughs> wants to go against it because he is the king.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was dope that they, I, that was essentially her like coming of age moment yes. when, uh, they do run into like the actual white heart and they're like, he's like, yo, should we go kill it real quick? Yeah. Because like, we take this and we bring it back to the camp. We're like, yo, we got the real doing like, you can't supplant me as the heir because, like, ah, look what I just did. Like, even in, like, the... Kind of, like, how they started the beginning of the episode, they're like, nah, this would be the perfect uh, gift for the name day. Like, it would have been super ill for her to come back with it. Like, nah, like, I'm the one that's really out here. But I thought it was cool for her to just kind of say, like, nah, I don't really need that. I don't need to prove to anybody else that, you know, I belong here. Like, this is the recognition I need and I can move forward with that.
0: Yeah, like, I can come back, like, and it was one of those, I don't need to kill it just to prove that, hey, look what I did, kind of thing. Like, oh, look what I can do. Like, I've already got this boar. It's not harming me. It's not coming to attack me. No need just to kill it for no, no reason, which I thought is very yeah. just overall. And then, but to your point too, Cam, I heard them break down how when her when her pops is sitting there at the fire and he's talking about all the prophecy and how, you know, he's big and all that stuff and how, like, they talked about that white, the white elk, the white horn being... Where if they killed it and brought it back, then he would have even felt stronger about having to name Aegon his heir right then and there. Yeah. Whereas, they said when he sees that, the brown one, on the next day, it's like a sigh of relief. Like, okay, who? it's not, the prophecy isn't out there. Like, I don't necessarily have to make this decision today. Like, it's just a brown one. Yeah. Like, we're good. We can go ahead and kill it. And I can, you know, I'm cool with Rainier just staying heir. For, and we'll figure this, we'll talk, we'll kick this can down the road and figure it out later on. So. It, and
1: I thought that, uh, I thought that conflict, uh, at least I interpreted it as, you know, why he couldn't actually kill it first stab, was kind of like him kind of, you know, having that internal battle of like, Okay, this is what's expected of me. The whole realm wants me to do this for my son, but at the same time, like I believe in these prophecies that I've been having, and these signs that I'm supposed to be going along with, and um, yeah, it was a weak ass stab. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Again, he, he
0: hasn't. You know, he hasn't done. He had, to do, he,
1: had, he had to do it twice, didn't he? Yeah. he twice, missed. Brother. Yeah, he had to stab it twice because he didn't. He, he didn't even hit it in the right spot when the dude told him to hit it. He's like, nah, bro, it's right
0: there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's what I think the whole back, you know, we saw Rainier just go ape shit on that boar, and then him having to do it twice where he's surrounded by 40 people, and you're trying to, like, oh, no, do it this way. And they're all probably huntsmen who are out killing their own food for themselves because they don't get waited on yeah. hand and foot, and seeing him do yeah. it, and just being like, damn, this man, I mean, he can't even kill this damn elk, and we got it tied up three ways. All you know, he he's missing yeah, like, even move, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he's missing sure. it. Like to me that was like that'd be more embarrassing. Like, that's when you go out there and you ain't played basketball in a while and you're just shooting up bricks and there all of a sudden you just thought it was gonna be a couple of y'all shooting around, but really the whole neighborhood shows up and you're like, Whoa, 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 I didn't know. I haven't played in like a year and a half. What you talking about? And you're just laying up bricks, you can't breathe. I mean, he's in front of everybody, he pulls the Lannisters a spear out that is given to him by old buddy and can't get it done but yeah it was definitely just all that put together was just great setting up for how each individual character is dealing with their own kind of turmoil and everything else so
1: you know what it reminded me of um it's the scene in Game of Thrones where um they finally link up with the blackfish and they're Have to send the boat out. They're
0: trying
1: to make their like the boat funeral pyre. Yeah, and uh, is it Edmund that uh, keeps shooting the arrows? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The boat. Yep. That's the scene that it reminded me.
0: Yeah, and then I can't remember who grabbed who grabbed it and hit in one shot. It's the uh, blackfish. She's like, "Yo, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah, because it's like you said. It's it's those (laughs) the the people who haven't." Had to do anything besides sit there and get waited on, they get so rusty at it, and then they have to go and actually, uh, you know, do something physical, and it's just they're just not about that life. So it was like I said, yeah, just, like,
1: nah, I can't do this no more.
0: <laughs> yeah, and just to,
1: honestly, when it happened, I thought he was actually gonna like pass up on it. Because, like, after the first stab and they were, like, to the left and, like, the music's kind of uh, suspensefully building up in the background, I really thought he was just kind of, like, throwing on the ground yeah. and kind of just walk off, like, nah, this isn't, like, it's not the right one. Uh, that's the one that we're supposed to have. And and I guess that's maybe part of the conflict that's going on inside of his head is, like, yo, do I, do I want to follow through with
0: this? But I really thought he was just going to throw the spear
1: on the ground and just kind of keep it pushing.
0: Uh, yeah, I was... I thought for sure they'd have the white one, then they didn't. Then it kind of dawned on me through the second watch and, and reading some things how he was more relieved that it wasn't the white one and having to do – because if it would have been the white one, then it would have confirmed all of his prophecy bias, all his dream bias and everything. Uh, I just – you said – I just thought I was interesting how – and then like the the clap at the end, it's just like that so – Oh, we got to clap, the fake clap, the fake laugh, the fake everything because he's the yeah. king and we can't actually treat him like if it was one of our homeboys who just did that in two kills and he'd be busting his balls kind of thing. Because yeah, this is now the, we
1: clown him. Yeah, exactly, but they yeah. can't
0: clown him because he's the king because he can just immediately have you all you know, executed right then and there. So, you know, just a wild whole back and forth scenes with those ones. So, yeah, it was just just greatly done. And, and you know, and as we've talked about, then the next one's when she sees the the white one and she just kind of lets it go and i think that was just a cool overall for her character as we said just letting it
1: also this my fault, the subsequent scene with her uh coming back to like the
0: oh. i guess they're having dinner or whatever oh yeah
1: and she's like no nah, i'm not really gonna clean up the blood like i'm coming back yeah. you don't see the board like i was out
0: here no that was i mean i think that was great like she shows up after her pops just like in front of everybody could barely kill that fucking elk that was held down, and then her and Kristen come back with a boar, which is known as a pretty ravaging beast, and they're all like, "Oh yeah. damn," and and then yeah. it's it's that guy, uh, he s- supposedly he's gonna play the big role. It's the older brother. I can't remember the name of his brother that's on the the council, the bigger dude with the beard. So that's his older brother, I think, or at least his middle brother, who's like peeling the squirrel back. Gotcha. And looks gotcha, at her and right. looks at her with like admiring eyes, like, Oh yeah, that's that's somebody I'm about. You know that's a leader yeah. Yeah, that's like, a leader. yeah, that's a like, leader. Somebody oh. we can respect. Yeah, he's got the smile and the nod, and then the brother with the club foot sitting there next to him, you know, just doing his role and stuff, and everyone's like, Damn, okay. She ain't you know, she's about getting it dirty. Like it's not just the the Kings guard coming <laughs> back all bloody. So and also I think it looks yeah. at a uh, at uh, us versus them kind of thing, or us them versus her, because it's that whole table yeah. sitting there of, staring at her, her stepmom slash best friend slash stepbrother, and then the high tower dad, and then her dad all sitting there like, oh shit, like we was here partying and she was out getting busy.
1: It's kind of like yeah. that dichotomy between uh, Theon and Yara, yeah, uh, in Game of Thrones, where like. Uh, Theon comes home, he's like, yo, she can't lead the raid, like, she's a woman, and, like, the dad's like, nah, she really been in
0: the field, yeah.
1: <laughs> Taking, like, killing shit out here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, and then, yeah, exactly, and that's it, and it's like, it's all about going out and showing everybody, like, oh, I can get it done, too, and that's where you get the respect, and it seems like the yeah. king just hadn't been out getting busy, He just been kind of, he doesn't want any conflict, he doesn't necessarily want to hunt, you bring the food to me kind of thing. But then we jump into the scene with Otto and his daughter sitting there. She's pregnant as can be. And basically drilling into her, like, you need to convince the king that he needs to name Aegon the heir. A-S-A-P. And you can tell, at this point, she's still kind of, like, on the fence. Like, she's just like, look, why rush it? He's only two. Like, what do we have to lose by keep rushing it and rushing it and rushing it? But at some point, she's going to have to choose sides, And I think we know what side she's going to end up choosing, but she still is trying to keep Rhaenyra and remember those good times as friend and try to keep her like, hey, she's still cool. Like I haven't,
1: she hasn't like completely committed to this whole, uh, well, I mean she has, because obviously she's pregnant with another kid, but she hasn't really gotten to the point where, all right, hard line in the sand, Rhaenyra, I'm on this side of the fence and there's no going back yet.
0: Yep, yep. And I think as she has more kids and she gets more power and the taste of power, that's where it's gonna almost you got you guys mentioned Littlefinger. I'll go like it's almost get Cersei esque, where she will do anything for her kids, and if you try to cross her, then you know yeah. you may get a knife or you may get your whole set blown up or you may get whatever it may be, <laughs> you know. And that's yeah. where, depending on where you know, it seems to be they're they're leaning. Rhaenyra marrying uh, old buddy. The sea snake son. And if that happens, does you know, and that's another, like, oh, you're on the opposite side now kind of thing, even though, you know, how does that go? Yeah. And I think that's going to continue to cause strife. But, yeah, she hasn't – she's still just in – And I, I mean, she's still, what, probably 19, 20, maybe? So still kind of naive in the yeah. essence of, like, playing, you know, figuring people out and just kind of going along with it and not necessarily devoted an entire livelihood and five kids' worth to where she's ready to, like – you said, Cam, draw a line in the sand and be like, all right, you're either for me or you're against me.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And then, yeah. Speaking
1: of, what did you uh, think about that scene? Uh, I thought it was cool to finally see uh, the Valerians kind of doing their thing down there. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, like, we haven't really seen them in action. We've seen them at court. And it's been kind of, I wouldn't say boring, but it's been, you know, just very, like, hey, uh, political. That may yeah. be the best way. Yeah. We've seen them in, like, the political aspect. It was cool to kinda of see them out in the field, like, nah, this is how we built this uh this navy, like this is why we're the richest house out here. Like we come out here and we get things done.
0: Yeah, and I think that was interesting to before I jump into that one, but we had when Allison goes in to the old bedroom with uh Viserys and then she he tells her, Oh, what's this writing over here? And it was uh Corliss's brother sending like, Hey, come send us some help who was then arguing with his nephew and his brother and all that down there. But to touch on the last little bit of Allison, I think that's when she starts seeing what she can do by saying, like, well, what would you rather do? Like, because he's like, well, if I send aid, then my brother, they're all going to be pissed, but my brother would rather die if not. But then she kind of says, well, what's best for the realm? Like, would you rather the the crab man rule it all? Like, or would you rather at least have your brother down there who you know, and then he does send help. So that's, like you said, I think... This is kind of, she's starting on that path of figuring out what can I do and what can I control and figure out how I can, you know, play Pinocchio Puppet Master here as well. So.
1: Yeah, how can I have these small little influences yep. that don't uh, always stay as these small little influences? Yes. That yes. make like, you know, little ways make big ways kind of deal?
0: Yep, exactly. But yep. yeah, now back to your point. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was cool to see it. And like you said, it was three, four, five years from when we last had an episode, and to see that, I mean, they're tired, they're struggling, you know, they're talking about mutiny a little bit, and, yeah. you know, war takes a toll on everybody, and they talk, and, and I love the, like, I don't know, I just love when families in dramas can sit down and just, like, say it, and even just be custody, like, like the, the nephew's, like, talking to his uncle, like, yo, this is what we need to do, we need to send a bait in there. Damon will do it. He's like, well, Damon's like, they're just sitting there just arguing like a family. Though it's about arguing war, but it's always good when yep. you can sit down with your family, your kin, and just like debate over something. And even though it's personal, but it's not really personal because it's family and, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that and then like you said, they sent old, old buddy up there. Talk about don't shoot the messenger. My man got his ass beat just for bringing up Super the cool. just, you yeah, know, just for bringing it. And it was right back to where, you know, Viserys said, my brother would soon rather die than receive my help. And as soon as he found out his brother was sending help, he was like, nah, fuck this shit. But damn, Damon didn't say a fucking word through this whole episode. Yeah. I thought that was also really
1: cool, like, trying to, like, actually, like, forming him as a character. Yeah. I thought that was one of the cooler things, because I didn't really notice it until the end, but then I think I was maybe on Twitter and someone actually brought that fact up. And I was like, oh wow. Like he really didn't say anything. Yeah. It, it was it was all action. Yeah. For him. Well he wasn't he no, wasn't was really it. in that episode until the until the very end. Well he was there at the beginning. True, true, true. Fighting, well, he
0: was at he was the beginning Crab Man. He was at the beginning with the dragon. Actually he does say he does scream the dragon man's name or the, the crab man's name at the very beginning. When he's on the dragon and oh, it's walking around, he is screaming for him to come out. And then that back half, when he flies the dragon in and walks all the way down and looks at, at the little, uh, the map, the game plan map, and then turns around and, and gets that message, and he beats the shit out of them, they kind of like, you know, pull them all back, like, yo, 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 yo. And then he's, you know, as they're reading the letter, he just walks down, it just walks down. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, again, great music, as always done by Game of Thrones. He's rowing out there as the letters be, letter is being read saying, hey, we're going to send ships, and he's like, nah, we ain't waiting for this shit. Now you decide, f- four or five years later, that you're going to come and try to rescue me? I'd rather go out here and go out with you know swords ablazing and arrows through me than even worry about, oh, look, King Viserys saved the day of his brother because his brother couldn't finish this war, and he goes out there and just, I mean, handles business. We hadn't seen a scene like that in Game of Thrones. I mean, we had the... You know, battle at Winterfell that was too dark if you didn't have the right kind of TV to see, that sucked. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then we just, you know, Daenerys was lighting everybody on fire kind of thing as well. So we hadn't seen a scene really like that where guys jumping, jiving, dodging, dipping, all that kind of stuff with arrows flying and different battle tactics in a while. It gave me the, uh, it
1: kind of reminded me of um, the same feeling I had when uh i think it's that the, it's the seventh season of game of thrones where they've got to go get one of the uh the white walkers just the or the wigs yeah to kind of prove to cersei that like the everything beyond the wall is a real threat yeah and you know they get everything they need they fly off on the dragons they leave john behind because uh john's like right. nah everybody go like you gotta this is more important type deal yeah um Oh, no, sorry, I jumped at not that part. Uh, When they're fighting them off, and then uh, Daenerys finally arrives with the two dragons, or the three dragons at that point. Yeah. And, like, kind of saves the day. Like, it was the first time since then that we've seen, like, I guess suspense in a way where I really had no clue what was going to happen. Like, uh, to me, I mean, it was pretty much a suicide mission the whole point, or the whole way through.
0: Yeah. And like you said, like, to me, it was like, is he going to get captured? and then be held hostage kind of thing, and they're going to have to rescue him. You know, is he going to get grayscale? Yeah. What's what's going to necessarily happen on these, you know, certain scenarios? But, yeah, I mean, it just overall just, you know, the arrows going, and then the ragtag group that they kind of put together as soldiers back there with the crab man. Uh, just, just, yeah, just overall cool. And then he gets hit with a couple arrows, and you're like, uh-oh. Is this it? And he's yeah. sitting there underneath that rickety boat, and he's like, all right, well, if I'm going to go down, he's pulled the arrows out of him. And then, like you said, the dragon comes in and and hits him with the Dracarys all over the place, and he's able to escape and get the Crab Man. So.
1: Now, do we think he gets Grayscale since he fought the Crab Man and carried half his body out? Yeah, that's interesting. I thought about that because he – I mean, or, or, or is he safe and sound? I think maybe because he may get lucky because he is uh, Valerian of, or sorry, he is of descent from Valeria. Like maybe he's like educated enough to be like, all right, cool. Uh, I know I can't make contact with any of this. Whereas like another person who just kind of, you know, like we've been talking about, been in the field, just kind of hunting and doing their thing as like a soldier might have just been like, ha ha, look at this kill. Like who cares where I touch it, where I grab it at.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not ready to make the proclamation. It's an interesting point. I mean, I don't think he would, and if he does, do they figure out a way, or does he? You know, again, grayscale is one of those things where it makes you mad. Like it makes you go crazy at the end, and you're just kind of like a zon, like almost like a a wit. You know, like his his camp. The the things that are yeah. controlled by the White Walkers, where you're just kind of all over the place. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's got his armor on. I, and, like, I think to Camp's point, he would have known, like, all right, if I slice him here, he doesn't have it down here on his arm, the way he carried him, like, he'll be, like, I won't get it. You know what I mean? Like, I'll have to look here when uh, yeah. it's coming up if he still has, like, his gloves and everything on to wear. And I don't think the Crab Man put up much of a fight. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I don't think. Last, yeah, like no, said, he yeah. wasn't putting up a fight when he went in that game. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, at that point, I'm pretty sure it was probably, like, one or two swings, and man's just—he was done. So because he was already probably pretty yeah. crazy, and and David he was got, hyped up on. He disemboweled
1: him at that. Point. Yes, like he, yes, guts is coming out of him. Like you, you put up a fight. You might have, uh, we might have saw like a puncture. Like this looked like a, hey yo, I'm just cutting right through. You, yes, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: yeah, because the crab man knew he was done, and now, like I said, I don't know if the crab man obviously wasn't set up wasn't probably the fighter that damon is he was more so of a just a with you know considering his mask and considering his clothes he was just kind of a pirate taking what was there and kind of just the yeah. hordes of people he wasn't a skilled craftsman whatsoever or a swordsman so yeah i don't He's know i don't idea, guy. Like, like, exactly.
1: i can get everybody behind this one notion that you know if we link up together we can really go out here and do what we need to do
0: yes yes Got so it. so I'm going to go, I don't think so, but if he does, I don't know. Or maybe there's something about Targaryens and they can't get it. I don't know. I don't know. Or the, yeah, the Valyrian blood maybe something is that we learn. Or it's just a mute point and it's something that, like you said, it's just not going to happen. It was just more so of a, hey, look, Grayscale is around at this time kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. But.
1: I also thought it was cool, uh, I guess the summary of the, well, not to end it, but like the, of this scene is really kind of showing, like we were talking about with Renera earlier, and her coming to age moment, like this being his coming of age moment of, like you were talking about earlier, like, oh, I really got to get this shit done before the help gets here, because as soon as the help gets here, my like claim or my stake in all this is just out the window. Like yeah, I really yeah. got to come out here and prove myself yeah. and like how she did with the boar and similarly how he does with like the war. And now you can see like the Valerian people and I'm sure other people in court or wherever
0: are going to, you know, hear
1: these stories and be like, Oh, okay. Like we're talking about this, you know, the baby, but at the same time, Rainier is over here proving herself. He's down here proving his self and this like three-way deadlock situation is going to, you know, play out interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Cuz once he does something this crazy, the war stories are what get everybody catapulted up the political ladder like you come out and you've got yeah. now you've got the the regular folk who are like, "Hell yeah, this is the guy." Like, he's out here fake surrendering, pulling off all these crazy moves, like all this stuff and then and finally getting the job done. And I think even, not to jump too far ahead, we see him kind of come back to King's Landing with the, they've named me King of the um, Stepstones. So now he's got an actual proper title. He had went AWOL on his family. Now he's got a title. So now, in theory, he could come attack his brother and go for the throne via battle if he wanted to.
1: Yeah. Clearly,
0: he's got like a he's got a couple dragons in the tuck. Like there's
1: supposedly like I think what ten of them in existence right now. Uh, obviously, he has like Caraxes, which is his. I didn't know. I think it's Seasmoke. Is that the the one that made its debut in this yes, episode? Yes,
0: yes, that's got the Sun Yes.
1: Yeah, I didn't know he had one.
0: Yeah, there's a thing yeah, floating exactly. on Twitter out there. I think we're gonna see like ten of them this season. I think, Cam, oh. there's like 20 or 30 if you read the books that are still out there. But we're only going to get to like 10. Gotcha. That might be it. We'll only okay, cool, see 10. Cool. And I think the the aunt has one. And then the two Valyrian sea snake kids have each have one. Rhaenyra, Damon, and the king has one. It's that old one we saw in the coming up this season that's kind of they said is it's the biggest dragon left. And it was yeah. like it was Balerion's mate or Balerion's brother or sister or something. That what it was, and they're out there at. Gotcha. And, and from what I saw, it's it's just they said it's taking up haste up, and it's kind of actually near. I think the uh, the sandstones or stepstones yeah. is where it's kind of taken it's up
1: somewhere it's, on the Narrow Sea, yes. something like
0: that. And it's pretty pretty wild that for someone like we just talked about, who talks about dragons and threatened it with the Lannisters doesn't even know where the biggest dragon in the world is. He's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's just up there chilling. Yeah. Like, you don't want to try yeah, to, like, figure that it. out?
1: We don't need it right now. Like, we got a couple other. I guess we can let that, you know, slide. <laughs> Which is interesting because, like, in the beginning of – or at the end of episode one, he talks about how, like, it's all a myth that we control the dragons. It's like, hey, bro, you might not want to, like, let someone else figure out that they can control the dragon. Like, yes. this
0: whole thing comes to shit with that. Yes, like as yes. a weak king, whose real only threat to any of this
1: is that you the there's a belief that you control the dragons. Yeah, and as soon as you lose that, then like you're already a weak king,
0: letting other people make the decisions for you with this. Yeah, moment. and he's a king so. not using the dragons at all, which to me, as we talked about back in episode one, something with the maesters and other people who can't control the dragons are trying to figure out how can we deplete this system and figure out how these dragon eggs start disappearing or whatever this, that may be yeah. to where we get finally 100-something years down the line and there's only three of them left that Daenerys gets kind of thing. So that, to me, is an interesting Damn tidbit. Maesters. Yeah. It's got to be. Something around there has got some kind of scenario. I mean, the maester held the kid. The maester suggested that they do the C-section. The kid died. I mean, it, there's there's some shenanigans at foot. There always is. And the tower has got from- it.
1: Otto is from uh, Old Town. What's the Old Town? Yep. Also, if you look at his necklace, it looks like a uh, it looks like a Maester chain. I saw that. and I thought it was kind of interesting because we did have that conversation. Yep. If you do end up rewatching the episode, look at his look at his necklace. Yeah, it's just like a Maester
0: chain. Yeah, and, and I get- don't know if that was because he's
1: from Old Town, but it's a little sus compared to the, the Maester theory.
0: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Like I think it's because he's from Old Town, and it's probably because he's so in cahoots with them that it's kind of like and I think that's kind of blending with you where the masters are always supposed to kind of do what's best for the realm he's kind of going to use that as I'm just doing what's best for the realm man if that means you yeah. know doing this whatever I think's best kind of thing so yeah I mean interesting to see how it all comes and then I think you know the flashback of that final battle scene like you said now knowing that it was the last we're going to see of the the crab king the close up shots of him just kind of like deranged looking around as they pull the, the Okie doke on him with the dragon and everything, and then him and everybody was yeah. just was a great little tidbit, you know, as him being the final, this is the final time we're really going to see him. Yeah,
1: I thought they, uh, uh, kind of like what we talked about in the very beginning of the episode, I kind of wish he would have stayed around a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, But I think it was a good uh, plot device just to kind of show uh, what Damon, like, is about. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he's the one that's gonna come out here and, again, get things done. Uh, quick yeah, thing uh, up for uh, God, I forgot, I did think it was dope that we do now have a confirmation that they do have more dragons on their side. Like, when she rides in in episode two with her dragon, just yeah. to kind of, like, keep the peace, I was like, alright, like, yeah, like, you have, Damon has one dragon, and she has one, but her side has plenty more. Like, yes. yeah, they can't do anything right now. But, like, if we come back with more dragons, then, like, all right, what you going to do about it? Yeah. But it's just yeah. it's cool to know that, that Damon's side of this whole conflict also has access to more dragons.
0: Yes. And that's the key. You want dragons fighting dragons because that's how they, you know, right now it seems to be the best way for if you don't have a dragon to pit them against each other. So they can kill each other, right? Like (laughs) once, if the dragon people all stay on the same side, then that's how you control everything. But yeah, that's that is that is very true, and I think that's the time jump was key in getting to that, and also like you said, be able to show the plot device of all right, Damon's about that action, and we can jump five years, show us how he kind of gets his namesake and how people rally around him because he was just kind of like a showboat. He was strong, but he hasn't really won anything because there hasn't been any conflict. But he still has obviously done a lot of battle training and everything. And this was his chance to actually show, okay, let's do it. And up to then, the war hadn't been going in his favor. Like, they talked about it. Like, people was talking mutiny. People were trying to get out. This was his chance. Like, if he was going to go down, he was going to die. It would have been it. Hey, my brother was right. But at least I don't have to see the free world of my brother being right. I'm long gone and dead. But he, able, he was able to come out on top, and now I think that's where we're going to get the, the triangle of, of power struggle between Rhaenyra, D- Damon, and Viserys with the side pieces behind them pulling on each side, trying to get them to go different ways. Side Yeah. Side pieces. Side pieces in the
1: mace.
0: Yep, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, I don't – and that's the thing. I know we talked about it in, in the first episode. I just don't see Viserys stepping out. Like Robert Baratheon, you know what I mean? Where he had his whores, yeah. But I feel like Allison. Yeah, nah,
1: he doesn't seem like that type of dude.
0: I feel like Allison may may end up trying to find a couple other side pieces as well, um, to make sure she's controlling things also. No,
1: nah, I I definitely agree. Especially with kind of what you mentioned earlier, where like Viserys is clearly decaying in health, decaying mentally. Yeah. Like, she ain't really staying around for that.
0: She, no. She in the streets. Yes. No. Yes, absolutely. And there's the plenty of – The respectful, like, court streets. Yes. yes yeah, <laughs> Where there's plenty of people <laughs> not – you know, there's no, no one sending ravens around telling it, but she's just kind of getting busy down, you know. Yeah. So – and again, will it be, like you said, one of those scenarios like Robert Brathian where he really had no kids except for that one bastard and all of Jamie's kids – well, all of Cersei's kids were just Jamie's kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Clearly this first I'm one glad
1: that none of us have read this.
0: It makes this much more fun. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If you I think that's the you know, and that's just if you dive into the comments of our YouTube watch parties, you have people just going over like, Oh, wait until da 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 kind of thing happens. So it is good to just kinda of take it all in as a first time. And like I said, I don't mind little spoilers. Like I had I finally wanted to look at the family tree when I did a couple episodes ago, but it's good to just kind of take it all in as a, okay, what's going to happen next kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I'd rather be wrong and have fun than yeah. know it all and then be that person that just kind of interjects and they're like, well, like, nah, your theory's wrong because yeah. like, okay, let's just let's just have fun with this. Yeah. And, yeah,
0: and so, yeah, I mean, that final shot with Damon with the blood all over him after he drags him out and it goes to black, I mean, great way. That's Game of Thrones-esque, their ending. But to jump in quick on, like, coming up, I mean, I think this may be the last, either four or five, episode four or five will be the last that we see what, young Rhaenyra, young Allison until that makes that character jump?
1: Yeah, I'm hoping that is, um, not to say that I'm right, because I've had, i love these three episodes. I thought all of them were pretty good episodes, especially the third one kind of really showing where this can go, but, um, I am kind of interested in, like, I guess the knowing that there is a time jump, like a rather big time jump that's significant and a lot of things are going to happen, I am yeah. kind of eager to get there. Yeah. Um, especially, I'm assuming it's, it's a 10-episode series, right? Correct. Or not series, but uh, season, right? Correct. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping it doesn't extend too far past, or the this current time period in the story doesn't extend too far past next episode, just because... I do want to see, like we've been saying, like the crab feeder is dead. So, whoever the next big bad, or whoever, you know, whatever the conflict is going to be, like that's going to have to essentially take shape next episode. So, I hope you know, this is the last of it in this uh, time period.
0: Yeah, and it definitely, you know, we see uh, Damon come back saying he's the, he's been king over here, and then we get the scene which I thought. It was like somebody was catting around, but it almost set it up that, like, Allison is the one who's spreading it, spreading this theme. Because it shows, like, a scene of someone kind of like grabbing someone's hand, like doing some dirty. And then it's like, in the in series, is mad, saying, Who spread this rumor? And then Allison's doing the Kermit the Frog sipping tea and says, Well, I know Rainier would never start something like this, but up to your brother, where she's almost going to use her brother, you know, Damon being an asshole. But she's going to do something to blame it on him because he would be the right one to do it. Yeah. And that's going to spur this whole other... Because we see Rhaenyra in plain clothes trying to run out of King's Landing. And is this when she escapes to go somewhere else because she kind of feels like she's about to get double-crossed? Or did someone say she slept with somebody and she didn't? Or I don't yeah. know. You know, so that's where I really think...
1: situation that could stop her from... Or maybe she's like kind of doing... You know something similar to what Damon did, where he's like, "Yo, I, there's nothing left for me here. Let me go. Let me get the people that like fuck with me, and then we gonna go over here. And, yeah, like, you know, figure it out.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's like I said. We know we have at least one more episode of them and the Young. I'm not, sh- you know, not sure when it makes the jump, but it does. It does suck because I do like the actresses that have played Allison and Rhaenyra. I wish we could get more seasons of them. Like you know, we grew up with. You know, uh, John, Kit Harrington being Jon Snow, Daenerys being Amelia Clark. Everyone stayed the same throughout the whole series. Yeah. And it was cool to kind of grow and be there. Arya was Arya kind of thing. But to have this jump, I-, I hope it doesn't mess with too much of the dynamics and the chemistry where it feels off, you know, because I feel like everyone meshes yeah. real well right now, and I-, I would hate for that to happen. I know it's for them to tell this story a little bit better, but... Damn, I you know I hate it for the actress who plays Rainier because it's like damn, I only got like five six episodes. I was hoping to get like eight seasons out of this thing.
1: Yeah, y'all, I need the royalty checks.
0: What yeah, going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need the action figures. I need everything. Y'all gonna be making two doubles now, you know? So yeah, yeah. But all right, anybody got any final thoughts on this one or the next one coming up?
1: I think uh, episode four is gonna be a banger. I just feel it. Yeah, I
0: feel it. I have. Because if you're
1: gonna do a time jump, then you gotta really nail like pre time jump.
0: That's true. And I, I said I've been highly impressed with these first three. Um, you know, it, it erases. It kind of at least makes you feel good about how bad they ended on the last one, and they didn't just kind of mail this in and say, "All right, here's a lot of fan speak. Here's a lot of fan service." Like here. They're, you know, they're yeah. telling new stories, doing it a different way. They've got the right actors and actresses. And I feel like it's Yo. just... It's good. It's Overall, like I said, they spent the money. HBO said, here's a blank check. And they didn't just... Alright, let's just throw 17 dragons fighting in the air. Let's just do... You know what I mean? Like They're Ooh. actually giving us what we wanted and what we fell in love with in Game of Thrones in the beginning. Now, here, there hasn't yeah. been an episode. I mean, obviously, there's always the political down points where it's not the high action pact and you just gotta focus on it, but... Just overall, just great television and great to, you know, kind of step back into Westeros and have that fun again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the really good world-building type stuff that kind of goes underrated, uh, especially when you do have series that's, like, gory and potentially action-packed as Game of Thrones. Like, I do – honestly, some of the – I think that's what made those first, like, five seasons of Game of Thrones so good was – that there was a lot of uh, uh, themes that they kept revisiting, and a lot of world building that they kept, uh, you know, pushing forward until they got to the point where they were like, "All right, cool, we're gonna let action carry so much of this moving forward." And I think that was kind of the slippage. Like they had the perfect balance prior to that. Yeah. And so I like yeah. what they have now as far as this. We finally got like our first like real action scene, uh, and. I felt like it kind of made all the world-building that they did up until that pay off
0: really well in episode three. I agree. I agree. All right. Before we send it off, last week to join – I mean, you can join throughout the season, but you'll just be way behind in the pickums. But the Yahoo Pick'em League, free to join. Uh, Pass – or the ID is 3969, passcodes, beards, all lowercase. And, of course, Survivor starts – uh, September 21st so a couple weeks Cam I got you down on the list so you'll be on the email chain for that when yes, you, so see you be listen to all that so if you're out there listening you want to join in on that join as well but yeah man I appreciate it fellas three wide and I think we got it done did it a little justice on this uh, season one episode yeah. three second of his name episode and uh, Cam man how do we end the pod peace